Vancouver 95.1. Straight from Canada, you're going to meet the wonderful Danielle Bourgeau on today's Studio 95 sessions. My name is Moose Michaels, and we talk about everything from her love of Americana music to rock and roll to even fly fishing. It's all coming up on this episode of the Studio 95 Sessions from Goober 95.1. Enjoy the show. And uh, Daniel, I had to spell your name phonetically because there's no way. (laughs) Ever since we set up your visit and we had to write your name on the board, we just put Daniel B. Because I couldn't (laughs) figure out how to spell it. That's good. That's, you know, that's how we're directing people to to my website. Just DanielleBmusic.com. It's Simple, easy, two L's and Danielle, and then you'll that'll direct you to my my super long last name. But well, your record promoter guy, Alan, mm-hmm. I kept saying Danielle Bourgeois, and he's like, no, it's Bourgeois or Bourgeois, and yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, Bourgeois. So I couldn't remember it. So now I spelled it phonetically, and we're good to go. Yeah, you know, I, I know, and and we thought about changing the spelling and stuff, but I think it's bad luck. Bad luck. You know, is- you can't you can't break the. The family tree. No, you can't do that. <laughs> We're talking with Daniel Bourgeau. Now, you're, you're a new up-and-coming artist. You're out of Canada, and you're down visiting uh, Nashville. And I'm sure you've been down here before. Uh, I'm actually living in Nashville. You're living in Nashville I've been, now. I've been there for two years now. Um, I signed a publishing deal over at Olay Publishing. Um, uh, they're an amazing publishing uh, team, and I've been blessed to be able to write with some of the best writers in Nashville. So I'm not leaving there anytime soon. <laughs> let's let's drop some names real quick. Who have you written with? Um, for one, uh, the legendary Paul Overstreet. Oh, yes. Um, a couple of the guys I wrote my single with, Cowboys Again, mm-hmm. uh, Trey Matthews and Brian Carper. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, some other favorites, a couple of Jason Aldean's uh, writers, Blake Bollinger, uh, who also had, I think, a Darius single yeah. just a little while ago. And... Uh, Ben Stennis, um, we wrote a song called Love and a Chev, and there's been a couple, I mean, big time writers, and obviously now I'm going to draw blanks. One being a, a legendary uh, CanCon, also Tom Cochran, who wrote Life is a Highway, recorded really cool. it in the 90s. Uh, he was in that band called Red Rider. They had that smash <laughs> called Lunatic Fringe back in the 80s, you know, before I was born, but um, oh, now you're making me feel old. Oh, no, you're come on. Me feel old. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, guess. Okay, you are, well, if you say that the 80s were before you were born. Then well, it, not, not. Okay, then you're, then you were about 26, 27. You're, you're good. Yeah, you're really good. So that's, that's, that's kind of what I'd go for. Yeah. 26, I'm, I, I was born in 84, <laughs> so I barely remember the 80s. In fact, the story I always tell that makes my girlfriend always talks about how old I am because I remember seeing Ronald Reagan on TV. Oh, and yeah. So, you know, I've got like, a, and she's. And That's I, not I, a bad thing, though. I was like, I was was, like, those are good times. Those are good times. I was like two years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, I barely remember it. You moved to Nashville two years ago and you're from Canada. What part of Canada? Uh, Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. Okay. So the north side. Great white north. No. How did, <laughs> how did the, uh, you know, and, and real fast, every time I think of Canada. And I, and I like Canada. Yeah, lots of good hunting and fishing up there and everything. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, do you ever watch Game of Thrones? You know what? I, I haven't, but it's on my list. I just I haven't had the time. Well, in the country, And I get obsessed with shows. <laughs> like, when I get into them, I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to go the next. This show will tear you to pieces. 
because you'll get attached to characters and you shouldn't. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. You get attached (laughs) to characters and you shouldn't. Well, in this, in this world, they've got this, it's called the wall. It's this great big ice wall and it keeps out like, like some kind of frost giants or something. Oh yeah. I've, I've actually seen a couple episodes. So I know what you're talking about. Well, I always imagined like with the, the, Place that's north of the wall in the show, it's all snowy. That's how I imagine far northern Canada. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, I don't, I don't know why, but it's a, it's that's a great funny. show. Now, coming down the Nashville, though, how long did it take you to get used to all the humidity and the heat and everything like that? Or is it about the same up it's, there? It's honestly about the same. Like we get humid, beautiful summers. Um, it's been really nice. Obviously, growing up on uh, Georgian Bay on the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, where you get somewhat of a breeze at night. It's, you know, you can open up your window a little bit, but it gets hot. Um, I mean, 80s and 90s in the summertime, and, and you wouldn't, I know a lot of people here are like, do you live in igloos? <laughs> like, yeah, I've got no. a friend named Dan Chuck. Well, yeah. You know, we shoot hockey pucks. And <laughs> we'll hang, our, <laughs> hang out on the ice. We go ice fishing all summer long. <laughs> you you were lying. You were lying. No one's ever asked you if you lived in an igloo. No, no. There have been people that are like, is there actually igloos in the, in the great white north? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, do you do I much know. fishing or hunting up there? Um, yeah, I mean, my, my dad had a, a boat growing up uh, where we had, our, you know, our downriggers and lots of fishing rods always in the back of our trucks. I, I, I mean, got to do a lot of that stuff with my dad. Uh, I think he thought for a long time that I was going to be named Bobby after Bobby or the hockey player, and then out came a girl. So he had a lot of things already planned, so <laughs> I had to get used to them. But luckily enough, you know, it was right up my alley, and, and I love being outside. I love doing that kind of stuff. Have you done much of that in Nashville or Tennessee? I have, actually. I, um, turkey season just started a couple of weeks ago, so I got to do that. Um, I learned, you know, going out to – moving out to Nashville – um, the kind of circle of friends I was in, they were like, well, we're going to teach you how to, you know, shoot a dove, clean a dove, eat a dove, <laughs> you know, fix it up real good. And I mean, they taste really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a fly fisherman myself. I, I used to do hunting when I was younger and I'm, I'm not opposed to it or anything. I just yeah. don't like getting out there and sitting in the cold. Uh, I prefer to be out in the middle of the water waiting and where it's nice and cool. That's and amazing. I can, I can walk. Yeah. And, we have right where we live in Canada. There's a, a lot of people do fly fishing. Gar pikes are like everywhere and it's i mean it's a sport you're not really yeah. gonna eat that well maybe you will not a garpike now I, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> i fish for trout i fish oh, for good. trout nearby and uh that, that's that's what i fish for around here and we we in the south fishing's like like a second life for a lot mm-hmm. of people you know it's, it's all they do around here you're talking about coming down to nashville and from canada and obviously there's probably not as big as a culture shock as people would think no and not at all what but be honest, where, where is the food better at? Is it better in the South or is it better up North? Or does it, it might depend on your taste. You know, it's, it's not that different to me. Um, obviously there's some amazing barbecue places in Nashville. Oh, yes. Um, one being friends of mine that own, uh, the peg leg porker, uh, Carrie Bringle, <laughs> he owns that place and man is, it's the best barbecue I've ever eaten my Where's whole entire life. Um, that's over in the Gulch area. The Gulch, okay. My girlfriend um, lives in Inglewood. Okay, yeah. Well, she needs to go over there and and say, just say your your Canadian sent us in here, and they'll know exactly. Okay, they'll know exactly who you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, their dry ribs are done right. I've never in my life wanted to eat ribs, and I'm like, oh man, dry <laughs> ribs. Well, no, I I mean ribs, but I like yeah. the sauces and the spice and all that. 
And they said, no, you've got to try the dry ribs. And it, it changed my life. <laughs> it's Well, you know, we may go down there tonight. I, I promised her a date night tonight. Oh, so really? So we may go down there tonight. You should totally do that. Got to get the mac and cheese, too. That's, mac and that, cheese. That's a little bit. You and my girlfriend would get along great. Ribs and mac and cheese. That's like the things that she lives for. Well, if you guys end up down there, you'll have to give me a shout and maybe I'll, I'll pop in somewhere and we can have a drink. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. We're talking with Daniel Bourgeau. Now, you got you have an album out right now. You're about to place a song called Hell or High Water. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of the songs that um, are, are on my record. We had kind of a bunch of different songs today planned to play. Um, and my guitarist ran out on my me. guitarist ran out on me. My my uh, manager, she's like run out on me. No, she she had a bachelorette, and I told her go have fun. Um, but Drew got real sick, um, and I just said, you know what, just stay home and and feel better. So hopefully, if you're listening, guys, I'll forgive you this time. No. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, the single. Um, which I'm sure you guys have yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Cowboys Again, and that just went to iTunes two days ago. And then we've got Hell or High Water, which is one of the songs. We don't know if it will be. It probably won't be the next single, but um, it will be one of the songs on the record. Catch so. a tune, I'm sure. I thought, I thought, you know, let's let's change it up. Let's do something special today since we're... Real fast where you play, the sign of a true guitar player, you just took off your rings. Yeah. That's the sign of a true guitar player. I always have to. I've always got a million, you know, got bullets around my neck. I've got a, a bunch of, you know, stuff always around my... Someone once told me, like, you can never... When you're an artist, you can never wear enough jewelry. Really? And uh, I thought, okay. <laughs> so, I, I, I love jewelry. I'm a, that's the, that's one of my, my girlier sides. <laughs> Anyway, so this is called Hell or High Water. If I get too loud, I'll just go like this and I'll uh, back off. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just level. All See, right. I, I'm, a, I'm a genius at this. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ain't no boy gonna tie me down. Ain't no town gonna steal my soul I'm planting my roots deep in this ground Hell or high water, this here's my home Tommy's making moonshine, Billy Cook's meth Folks dying, getting high for the hell of it in my bones come hell come high water and steal my home well I try living on the other side same old problems different sky and sweet temptation call my name Got a one-way ticket on a comeback train. Tommy's making moonshine, Billy cooks the meth, folks dying, getting high for the hell of it. Corn's dried up and the plants shut down. Trouble's about the only thing hanging around this sacred wasteland. Zen my bones. 
come hell, come high water, it's still my home. That's the big mandolin solo right there. <laughs> well, this ain't heaven, but that's all right. Sacred wasteland is in my bones. Come hell, come how water is still my home. I'm planting my roots deep in this ground. I love that song. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness, that's a good song. Thank you. Is very that much. one of yours that you wrote? Um, no, actually, that's one of the ones on the on the record that I actually didn't write. Um, it's, I think right now it's the only song that I didn't write. Um, I heard a version of it, and I guess it was a girl that was over at Curb, and um, her name's Katie Kessler, and she decided, I guess, not to pursue the artist thing after all. I don't know what kind of happened there but she was fantastic you. and i heard the song and i said would you mind if i you know change that around just a little bit and and cut it and she said go ahead like we're not going to do anything with it so i got the blessing to go forward and thought well perfect let me ask you something the first time you heard that song like before you cut it mm-hmm. what was what was it that went through your head because i'll tell you what went through my head okay have you ever seen the show justified I uh, have with, seen parts of it. With um, Timothy Oliphant. It takes place in a place called Harlan, Kentucky, which is like three hours east of okay. here. Like, it's, 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 when you hear about hollers and mm-hmm. uh, hillbillies, stuff like that, okay. yeah, that's that's over on that side right. of the state. That's what it made me think of. It sounded like a song, you know, that you would hear on that show. It was really just a, it's almost a haunting song. It is very haunting. And the way that we've kind of, my producer, Pete Swan, and I, we've kind of, um, produced it that way too. You'll hear a lot of really eerie kind of harmonies, and it's more so less production, a lot of vocals in that song. And um, you know, it's just got the banjo and the really simple guitar and just a very simplified drum drum on it. And I mean, I don't know. It, there's something about it that's just kind of eerie, and and that's what I really liked about that one. You mentioned earlier, you know, you're you're playing like here's where uh, the mandolin solo would be. And, yeah, this uh, is my big bumping <laughs> mandolin solo, my dad's solo right there. <laughs> if, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, another country artist named Jack Ingram, he once told me, you know, he's playing an acoustic show. He's like, yeah, if you ever got a song and it's got a big solo in it, you just play it really loud. Just just play <laughs> just play over that part really loud, like it's uh, good to go. You know, that's, so that's awesome. Just pretend. Just, just pretend. That's, yeah, sometimes I do that, or I'll just go, you know, just pretend when I when I'm all alone. Like I can, one day I'll be able to bust out a solo. It's gonna happen. Bucky Covington, I, I play guitar. He tried to teach me a scale, and what he taught me to do 
He goes, all right, just take out your phone, record a you know a little you know a little chord pattern, G D C, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's That's like, get it best. going, and then then take that scale and play it over top of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, all right, cool. He showed me how to do it. We were we were at his house and just hanging out, and I saw him about two months later. How you coming along? Well, I can still play the scale. But that's about it. <laughs> and so I, th- those do you kinda, sing or anything like oh, that? Oh, no, no, no. You don't want to hear me. This voice is made for doing what I'm doing right now. Not singing. <laughs> radio for, for radio. It's, it's not made for singing. I can play, though. I can play all day. I do a lot of, uh, like, slide guitar and yeah. stuff like that. And That's cool. Um, It's like alternative tunings and all that. And that's just what I was able to pick up on. When you start talking about, like, the standard stuff and it's doing skit. Mm-hmm. No, I just, it's, yeah. I sound like a guy who's never picked up a box before in my life. <laughs> That's one of the things I, I tend to do. Uh, now, you know, we're talking about playing guitar and everything, and you got to, just from what I've heard here, you got kind of like a rootsy sound to you. Would you say you're kind of more traditional or more on the new side? Or You know, it's it's funny because um, my dad, obviously, you know, he, he gave me those bluegrass roots. Mm-hmm. Um Grew up listening to obviously the legendary Bill Monroe. Oh, absolutely! Lots of uh, those records. Um, I was blessed to be able to go on a lot of bluegrass festivals around with with them, and um, not with Bill Monroe, but with my dad's band, we can North only of wish. the Border. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, there's a couple, one Grammy Award uh, winning band. You know, they they've been really great to me. They're called the Good Brothers. They're mm-hmm. right out of Canada. Um, also, Gordon Lightfoot. So I mean, I have that traditional kind of that kind love of Americana. for it, where it's just kind of been in my blood for a long yeah. time. But I also, you know, have a mom who was probably a wild child growing up who loved her Leonard Skinner and um, the Allman Brothers and just you know fantastic Southern rock well, records that I've taken in. Oh the, yeah, the patches that were on it. Yes. Actually, that just came in the mail yesterday for me. Really? My girlfriend made that for me in Alabama. Uh, she found all these old patches and, you know, the Mama Tried patches and a couple old school, like, bike patches mm-hmm. and crosses and all that stuff. Anyway, it came in the in the mail yesterday, and I thought, what a cool... She makes them. That's awesome. Yeah, she's... Uh, if you look her up, My Tailored Life, she makes a lot of cool pieces, and she's starting to open a, a line, so... I'm going to be able to be our guinea pig and get to get to wear all our cool stuff that she makes. Well, you, you can't complain about that, right? She's going to send oh, no. it to you. I can't. Absolutely. She's she's a real, really, really talented girl. What songs are you listening to right now? Um. Oh, man. I'm listening to everything. I obviously have always loved Aerosmith, Stephen Tyler being one of my idols. Um, back to when you said The Roots, I also have a super love for rock and roll and you'll hear that influenced in, in the music um that you'll hear that comes out of the record but i''ll, I'll, I'll always listen to aerosmith i love queen i love <laughs> i know it, it's 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 a really hey, bizarre, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with it huh? um playlist i mean if you go through my phone you'll be like oh okay this 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 lady gaga maybe might pop up and then two seconds later you know all your classic Reba and Tanya Tucker, Linda Ronstadt, Emmy Lou Harris. Um, so I listen to a ton of different stuff. And I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm listening to the radio right now. And I, I really love, I love Kenny Chesney's new single. I like Wild um, Child. Yeah, I love that. It kind of reminds me a bit of myself, actually. Really? When I hear it, I'm like, 
Man, why didn't I write that song? Would that, would that be like the intro to the soundtrack of your life? Maybe. Maybe. No. I always think of like something cool, like a old Western movie. I uh, see. Yeah, intro. Now we're on. Now we're on the same page. You you know? Like an old John Wayne theme. Yeah. Like some exactly. Marty Robbins. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of you know riding in on a horse kind you, of thing. You were talking about uh, loving Aerosmith and Queen. Do you cover any of those guys in your show? Um, I used to. I you know what? I really should probably. Can you bust out a just a quick little verse or two here? Oh gosh, I'll try. So here's some acoustic Aerosmith. <laughs> Some or queen or, or whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, you know you're you're putting on me on the spot. Okay, what song? What song's your favorite? But, you know what song I really love that Aeros, that Aerosmith does. It's not an old too old of a song, but uh, Pink. Play that one. Pink when I turn out the light. Yeah, pink gets me high as a kite. <laughs> and I think everything is going to be all right. No matter what we do tonight. <laughs> I love That's it. A- I love it. The uh, You've been playing guitar all your life? Um, Not all my life, and I wish I was. I, I started off playing piano first. Um, and then turned around and, you know, went into guitar. My dad gave me a guitar at a young age. I didn't really touch it till I was probably 15. Um, and then, you know, I, I loved singing on stage. And it came to the point where one of my teachers, he was like, you know, I'm not going to let you come up and sing on stage. Yeah. With, uh, tonight we got Katie Lang's guitar player with us and we got, uh, you know, Shania Twain's guitar player mm-hmm. with us you want to come up and sing, you need to play. So that would really in, like push me to, to learn a lot a lot of songs, like, you know, those old Emmylou, um, Rodney Crowell, like, Just like the sun over the mountain tops. Oh. You know, all those kind of, till I gain control again. So those were my kind of go-to songs growing up. Um, and then from there, I got more into the Sheryl Crow kind of, you know, female stuff yeah. that, and I loved her because she could get up pretty much with anyone from Eric Clapton, the Rolling Stones, and just bust it out, you know, doing her uh, uh, Led Zeppelin on, on top of the piano. I remember seeing her do that as a little girl and just thinking, yep, yeah, that's that's exactly what I want to try and do is be able to kind of do a little bit of everything. Probably like everybody else, the first time I heard Joel Crow was, uh, I think I was in the third grade. It was All I Want to Do. Yeah. yeah, that song. I really say I really like that All song. All I wanna do. I used to cover that yeah. one too. Golly, you just you're just yeah. full of surprises, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. This ain't no disco. All I wanna do is have a little fun before I die. Send a man next to me out of nowhere. There you go. I recall nothing. He says his name is Will. Well, I'm sure it's Bill, Billy or Mac or Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good, you can do a girl, good Cheryl Crow impression. Thank you. You sound a lot like you oh, there. Thank you. Now, what's the first song you learned how to play? Um, the very first song, I think it was like, and I don't remember how to play it, but I think it was Okie from Muskogee. Okie from Muskogee. <laughs> now, you, I think that was one of them. Um. There was a few, but I can't remember. Now, I know we've just met, but you wouldn't you wouldn't believe this if I told you now. I learned how to start playing guitar at 19 when I was in college. I was a little punk rock kid. 
I had my hair down on my shoulders. I was wearing just rags. <laughs> Love that. Now, now my mom beat me half to death when she saw me and <laughs> made me cut my hair and everything. But That's awesome. All I could do for the longest time was power chords. So I played a lot of Green Day and Everclear. Okay, and yeah, then, I love Green Day. And then I had a guy show me how to do the uh, lick to uh, Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee. And from that moment on, I was, I've was i been a country fan when I was a kid. Ooh, but you, but from that moment on, I was just kind of like, yeah, I think I like playing the country stuff better. Yeah. I don't got to spend as much money on gear either. I mm. love turning around. I, see, that's, that's a good thing, though, about music. It's like I love having a country set and then just turn around and bust out like, you know, Janis Joplin or something and just have people. Because, I mean, people always connect to covers. So it's good to have one or two of them in your sets. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, though. When when you hear those licks on, even moving to, you mm-hmm. know, Honky Tonk Central, that just around the block from it when I first moved yeah. to Nashville, I just sat there and thought, man, it's sad that all, there's so much talent here. Because, I mean, guitar players are like a dime a dozen. Yeah, there, they are. But they're just so amazing. And I'm like, Maybe I should go home now and practice. <laughs> well, you know, and, and one of the last things we'll talk about here, and we'll, we'll go to our live music lounge in the back, yeah. and is is what's interesting about our generation, we kind of fall in the same generation, uh, is that, you know, a lot of country music that what you and I listened to growing up, it was inspired by people who grew up down during times of some really great hardships. Mm-hmm. Alan Jackson, for example, his dad grew up during the... Uh, depression his he built a house for him mm-hmm. his little run, one room house and everything oh, yeah. and so a lot of the music music is inspired by that but we grew up in a time of prosperity mm-hmm. where you know and all the all the lines between genres are kind of let's let's face it they're kind of gone yeah you can listen to country radio now and you can hear what amounts really to to almost an r&b song followed by a rock song followed by a country song followed by a pop song and it's and it's yeah. in whether you know, Alan Jackson's the man. The man. Have you have you had he's a chance awesome. to meet him yet? No, not yet. But true story. He's I, great. You you don't you you never had a chance to go to Opryland. Now what they call Opryland? I've, I've gone. You, you went to Opryland as the theme park? Um, I haven't gone to the theme park. No. That's that's what I was talking about. Okay. What they what they call Opryland now is an Opryland. Oh, that's just a giant mall and the hotel and all okay. that down there. They used to have a theme park there called Opryland and. It had roller coasters and it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, awesome. The Wabash Cannonball and uh, Grizzly River Rampage and all this kind of stuff. And I, w- I went down there. I was in the fifth or sixth grade. My my dad took me down there, and I'm walking around. This tall guy in a cowboy hat with blonde hair stop stop looked at me. He goes he goes he goes kind of kind of small for a kid. He goes you'll grow. And he patted me on the, it. Was Alan Jackson. No way. Yeah, just just walking through Opryland. And you're just like oh my. I, you know, I didn't really, it didn't click with me who it was until after my dad told me. And I was like, well, what? Why did you get a picture? And he's like, well, we don't. And of course, back then you didn't have camera phones. Or yeah, no, I know. And, and you know, it's so funny because you can walk up to any, there's a lot of, I mean, celebrity life in, in a lot of the, the honky tonks. And, you know, you'll go into Roberts and you'll see like legends just sitting there mm-hmm. and listening and that's the one, and they're all such nice people, but they'll say, no pictures, please. And and I was thinking the other day, you know, driving, I've been driving a lot lately because I'm obviously doing my, mm-hmm. my radio tour. And, and at first, you know, I used to think, you know, why would someone that gets to do what they want to do not want their picture taken? But then you th- go thinking about it. And I mean, you see some of these celebs like just sitting at the bar, having a beer, listening to music. Everybody needs alone time. Everybody needs just a time to like feel mm-hmm. normal and chill and get have their space. And 
And I mean, there's probably a lot of people blowing up these people's phones saying, hey, can you come at this time? And and obviously an artist is going to say, well, I'm really, really busy. I just don't have time this trip. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go on their (laughs) social media and they go, man, that jerk is sitting there at Robert's having a beer and sitting with people he doesn't even know. You know, having a great old time and you're and, and they'll be labeled as rude for not going to meet these people. But everybody needs. So now I get it when they say you can come sit down. No pictures, though, guys, whatever you do, like no pictures, please. Are you a pro wrestling fan by chance? <laughs> My sister is. She used to go to all those wrestling things. But see, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. He kind of relates uh, a fellow named CM Punk. He doesn't wrestle anymore, but he'd always he'd always tweet about it first. Mm-hmm. He was on a date with his wife at like a hockey game and somebody came up and said, Hey, take a picture with me. And he goes, how about please, Mr. Brooks, take a picture with me. He said, no. And he said, he slapped the popcorn out of the kid's hand. And then he tweeted about it. And he goes, don't be a jerk. And I won't be a jerk. And I was like, I was like, dang man. Okay. Wow. Now, that's probably not the See, best that, PR for somebody like you or me. The Rock <laughs> The Rock has more class than that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking with Danielle uh, Bourgeau. We heard her song, Hell or High Waters. She did some covers for us, and it's been a really good time. It's been one, a really fun interview. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm sorry I was a little late. Kept getting the maps, kept taking me to the intersection. I'm like, what? It's, it's, Where am I? And I'm alone today. I've it, got my dog with me, actually, but that's about it. It's totally <laughs> worth it, though, that you came here. Uh, we're going to go to the back to our live music lounge. We're going to get a video up on YouTube uh, or film one and get it up here pretty soon. Uh, it's Danielle Bourgeau, and you can find her on your album on iTunes. Yep. Uh, you can get three three new songs. Uh, well, not they're not new, new. They're not on the new record, but uh, there's three songs that I'm giving out right now for free. DanielleBMusic.com. So you go on there, sign up, get your free songs. Um, from there, it will take you to my website at com. That's really t- tricky to spell. So just DanielleBMusic.com. It will take you everywhere you need to go after that. Um, iTunes, Danielle Bourgeau, Cowboys Again. That is the one that's um, just getting on the the uh, Billboard and Music Row stations. And, you know, it's been a whole week now. I've been on the road for from Monday to Friday. We've been added to a lot of rotations, a lot of billboard music stations. So, um, and as well, amazing uh, podcasts as yourself. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, I'm just I'm so thankful that I'm here today. I hope everyone has a great day. I love this little town. It's so cute. Bowling, Bowling Green's awesome. It's awesome. It really is. Well, we'll have you back again soon. How about Thank that? Thank you so much. I would love that. Thanks so much for listening to the Studio 95 Sessions. I'm Moose Michaels. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a good five-star rating, too, if you don't mind. Helps us keep everything coming for you, all these new artists that you never know could be the next big thing. We'll see you next time on the Studio 95 Sessions. Goober 95.1.